0: Welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I am your host, Kevin DeVries. As always, joining me is my man, Rob Langevin. But first, I have to inform you that you're listening to the only fantasy soccer podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. Rob, how are you doing, man? It's been a while. Uh, Yeah, you know, this international break uh, puts a
1: damper on our friendship uh, amongst fantasy players. Things and whatnots, but you know, I'm I'm a little distraught now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do an entire podcast without breaking down. You know, the news coming in that Taylor Swift is now single. You know, the three month
0: relationship that she had is just Uh, all over the news. Tom Hiddleston. I almost said Huddleston. (laughs) That's that's a much better mental image. Is Taylor Swift dating Tom
1: Huddleston? Wow, that would be an actual date from hell. But yeah, the the news is rampant all over the the interwebs. That uh, you know. Huddle Swift, or whatever you want to call him, is, is over. Wow. I'm distraught, man. I, you know, I, I I might actually roster uh, Tom Huddleston, Huddleston on my team just for this week. Just to make up for
0: it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we might get a pretty bomb album in like six months, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- now, are,
1: is he hoping that the album is really good because it's about him? Or is he hoping it's really bad be- because it's about him?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know what would be great is if all of her ex-boyfriends did like a response album oh totally like a we are the world oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) we are the world we dated t swift i'm not not sure how many people could relate to that one but that would be terrific just a huge ensemble piece yeah it'd be awesome it it would actually be john mayer would actually be the
1: lead you know oh for sure yeah yeah i think she dated dave coulier oh no that was alanis
0: morissette um but isn't that ironic no (laughs) and that are half the things you listed in your song what? Yeah, are, are they more like they're more like cliche? I guess are they yeah. cliche? Yeah, or just Ooh. minor annoyances? Yeah, stupidity, chuckle-inducing. <laughs> How about that? Very, <laughs> very, very. <That's> Ha-ha. <laughs> but at I'm the ch- end, <laughs> I'm chortling unconsciously. <laughs> what a great word, chortle is. Uh, I'm sure many fantasy players not chortling at the fact that Aguero has been handed a three-game ban. Looks like it'll just be two Premier League games. Rob, I'm sure everybody's wondering uh, about a week after it happened because we didn't record last week. Well, wh- what do we do with Aguero? Um,
1: there's one or two options. You either sit with him on your bench for for two weeks and then the cup game against Swansea, or you get rid of him and you bring in you know comparable strike options that you think would probably hit this week and the following week, maybe like Diego Costa, uh, you know the the brace the brace master himself Romelu Lukaku, um, you know it's it's all about diversifying funds. I mean I'm not a big proponent of having him sit on your bench because if you total his 13 million, plus the two other bench guys, we'll call them minimum 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 guys, four and 4.5 million, plus your backup goalie, you have, you'll probably have between 22 and 25 percent of your on the bench, if you sit with Aguero there, That's I mean, nuts. from from a fantasy perspective, you want to go into battle with a seventy five percent roster, or you want to go into battle with with at least a ninety percent roster without Aguero, because you got to figure he factors into ten percent of the scoring on a weekly basis for everybody's fantasy team. You know, so I'm in the I'm in the corner of uh, if you own him, uh, get rid of him. You'll probably be able to buy him in for cheaper than he already is. You know, he's still owned in forty six forty two point six percent of leagues, which is probably going to change by Friday Saturday morning by the time the uh, games kick off um yeah but i mean if, if you're holding tight on ibrahimovic so you, you still have that funds there uh i would just probably plan your roster a little bit accordingly because with the second international break in three weeks and his his salary as such you're gonna have to shift around funds accordingly so if you wildcard now it'll be a little tougher to get him in then uh but you know, there's always ways to get him in and out if you if you wanted to. Minus four-point hit this early in the season is not the biggest thing, and it won't end your season.
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I originally thought I'd just keep him, but I uh, do think that what I'll end up doing is just leaving enough money uh, to buy him back. So that's 2.1 if you buy Kane at the moment, or 3.3 if you buy Costa. Um, Kane has Stoke Sunderland and Middlesbrough. Costa has Swans, Liverpool, and Arsenal. Um, I-, I wanted to include the third week, by the way, just because maybe Aguero won't get the full start the following week. We're, we'd assume so, but just so you know, just so you have a little bit extra research when you're going into this. Or maybe that those players are doing well and you want to ride it out for another week. But that's, yeah. that's probably the way that I'm going to go. But like I said, I, I was very tempted to just hold on to him um, but, I, I mean, as you pointed out with that percentage statistic, that's just bonkers. And, and you don't want to get into a boxing match with a broken arm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'd say you're, you're probably right there. Uh, other interesting things that happened since uh, the last time we recorded was the deadline day. I had a fun 20-hour day reporting on all that stuff for EPL Index, which was very long. You wrote an excellent piece on all the players coming in and what you thought of them. Uh, if you had to kind of give us the, the, the two or three best that have come in this window, who, who do you think people should be adding?
1: Um, there's, there's a couple guys that I, I would look at. Um, a couple that are probably not ads right now, but maybe down the road. Uh, the first guy I wouldn't maybe look at is the Arsenal defender, uh, Mustafi that, that Arsenal signed. Uh, I know his price tag is not conducive. He's a, he's a high priced, you know, he's a Saks Fifth Avenue defender, uh, his price is 6.0, but I think he's going to come in right there, cement his place over Rob Holding and, and, and next to Koscielny there. And you kind of want to own an Arsenal defender uh, just by happenstance, only because when when the chase comes down to it, you're going to want to own an Arsenal defender because look what they did last year. Look how, look how well Hector Bellerin did for them and how well he did for fantasy. I'm not saying that he's going to give you Bellerin production, but on the happenstance that he does – Who else are you going to own there that has shown well enough this season? Are you going to own Bellerin now? No. Are you going to own Nacho Monreal? No. Kachelny maybe, but you know this goes back to what me and Kevin always argue about. He's I prefer center backs. He prefers wide wide backs. But you know there's no right or wrong answer because they probably both score unless your name's Scott Dan and he beats all Kevin's production level uh, wing backs. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, that'd be the first guy I would look at is Mustafi from from Arsenal. Uh, My second guy is kind of like. A a very wait and see how he fits into the team. I'm I'm very interested in how Buffal fits in with Southampton. Uh, You know, he's a he's a wing player that's gonna probably push long into maybe a different kind of positioning. But he's definitely gonna yeah he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna out he's already outplayed Charlie Austin just by putting on shoes on the right feet. Um, So so. Buffal from Southampton is my second guy. He starts at seven I want to see how he he meshes with the team and how he fills in and, and where what his role is with the team first before I you know fully commit on rostering him because his price tag and his you know his experience level in the EPl is is limited to zero because he has never been here uh, and the third guy you know I mean if we're counting guys who have transferred in intermingling into the different teams. The, the other guy I'm looking at is Wilford Boney. You know, I, I, I know Kevin probably wanted three separate guys that have came, come from uh, different clubs, but I'm firmly looking at Wilford Boney here mm. because he's, he's coming from a city side where he's featured very little, and he's going to a Stoke side that is basically looking for anyone who's better than Peter Crouch. Uh, so I think they've got their guy here. Um, you know, form-wise, they're, they're basically like Swansea was two years ago when Boney was there. You know, he, he has guys around him that are okay – from a fantasy perspective, but they're not, you know, you know, they're not wowers. So he's going to come in there. I think he's probably going to, you know, I don't know if he'll start and get full nineties right off the bat because I think he probably wants to mesh with the team and and see how his his form is. But down the road, he's going to be a guy that's probably on, you know, thirty to thirty five percent of fantasy teams due to his price tag and probably the production level that he's giving you at Stoke.
0: Yeah, um, you, you you mentioned some very good ones there. Uh, of all the defenders that come in, though, I'm most interested in Bruno Martin's Indy. Uh Slots into a Stoke defense um, long-term. You know what? I just remembered something that changes my mind. Didn't uh, they just announce that um, Butland is out for two months? They, they did. He's having yeah. uh, he had a... Re- they had to redo
1: his surgery on his elbow.
0: Never mind. <laughs> Take Bruno Martin's Indy back. But keep him in mind as soon as Butland gets back. Because I yeah, think he's, he's much better than Volshite and is very good in the air. Um, and, and would immediately be one of the main targets for them uh, on set pieces. With Stoke, I totally agree with your bony shout. Um, well,
1: considering that Volsheid's now in, in the Bundesliga, I right. probably...
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm saying he's replaced. definitely him. better. He's definitely better than him now. <laughs> Well, for Stoke, yes. His stats um, are not even going to count, Kevin. Boom. Oh my gosh, I totally know. <laughs> I'm just saying, his replacement of Volsheid, he is a better player there than Volsheid would have been if he'd stayed. I'm over-explaining it now. Now it sounds like I'm defensive. We're going to move I did, on. It, I did that on purpose <laughs> just to get a big reaction out of you. Winning. Now you've derailed winning. me. It's, winning. Whoa! Well, who's really winning? Because now we've made good and compelling radio. I find we'll tie. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think another interesting one, Nasser Chadley to West Brom at only 6.4. <laughs> the question is, will Pulis actually let him be an attacking player? Or will he be like a left back or a defensive midfielder for some inexplicable reason? If Chadley is allowed to play to his best, he is a very dynamic player. We've already seen him have a 10-goal season at Tottenham. And at 6'4", if he offers anything near that, then I think that would be a very, very interesting uh, Mm -hmm. player to look at. Also, you mentioned Mustavi. At the same price point, David Luiz. I know in the past you've said to kind of avoid the Chelsea defense, though they have looked somewhat better this year. Uh, what, what do you make of Luisa Chelsea? Um, he's
1: he wasn't brought in to sit on the bench. That, that's that's for sure. Uh, given his price tag, I think that Conti was basically self-picking uh, guys that he wants in his system. And it's interesting. I just read a great article today that um, that you know the speculation that that Marcos Alonso is just going to come in and be depth is probably way wrong. And I think that he's going to actually feature as their left back, pushing Aspuliquetta to the right and pushing uh, Ivanovic to the bench.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. But uh, over-under, clean sheets. On yeah. 11.5 for Chelsea this year. Yeah. Over-under? Yeah. Clean
1: sheets the rest of the way? Oh, oh, that'll, that'll probably be over.
0: Okay. So that, I, I think that makes them uh, a very interesting option at 6.0. Do you want to see anything first, or, or do you think people could just buy in now? Because they do have a couple of pretty nice matchups here. Well, that's a lie. Swansea, <laughs> yes, but Liverpool-Arsenal, maybe not.
1: Yeah, they play Liverpool-Arsenal. Uh I want to see how involved he is, is on the in the buildup because he likes to get forward a little bit and kind of get sucked up a little bit, um, but you know he's he's a start from the back kind of player that or that's how he was from PSG. He he started the offense with his feet, so you know for for you know formats that use you know ancillary stats like you know passes and you know final third crosses and stuff like that, he's probably a, a swoon for anybody who who's in that kind of format season long or DFS kind of guys. Um, from the official game standpoint, his price tag and the the ability to squeeze uh high priced defenders in based on where he is compared to what you could get for sim- similar pricing, I'd probably pass. Um only bec- it's probably be like a differential play on somebody if you're trying to catch points, but I don't see him being, you know, you know, top 15 top 20 defend, you know, scoring defender this the rest of the way.
0: Fair enough. All right, uh Obviously there have been some price changes. Why don't you talk to the folks about that?
1: Yeah, price changes. We're just gonna hit on them a little bit because it's it's been a two week gap here, so so price changes have kind of, you know, gone in dribs and drabs based on, you know, news and people using their wild card. Uh, so the price is up, you know, uh, Mason Holgate, Gareth McCauley, Alexis Sanchez, Ednazard, Raheem Sterling, Leroy Fur, Etienne capou uh, Diego Costa, is goes up again. And Alvaro Negredo, those those handle all the ups. There's nothing there that you're basically looking at. Yakupovic, Holgate, uh, and Fur and and Kapo, they're all value value plays. They're all try, people are trying to squeeze you know the value out of them while they can. Uh, Hazard is is a tempo player right now. He's basically he's the most owned midfielder in in the official game right now, and as well he should be because he's the I believe he's the top scoring midfielder. If I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he, if he's not, he's in the top two. Uh Costa is being brought in at a, at a lot of rate because people are, are you know using their Aguero funds to you know differentiate the roster with to the with the move to Diego Costa. Negredo is a good third third striker at a at a discount, so that they're using the savings from Aguero going to Negredo and upgrading their midfield to probably either you know Sanchez Azard if you don't own him already, or somebody else of the 8.5 or greater uh price range. Uh in the downs. You know, it's guys that you probably don't really care about because they suck. Um Sergio Aguero is has gone down. He's still owned at forty two point six. It's gonna it's gonna be way below probably thirty five to thirty percent after this weekend. Uh and he's probably gonna drop again probably in the next you know, probably Tuesday, Wednesday of the following week, because people are gonna have to realize that they can't sit with thirteen million dollars on the bench. Like I just said, that you should probably do it already. Don't wait a week. Um other guys that go down of, of interest, uh Ahmed Moussa from, from Leicester, he's he's still owned in 7.3%. Uh, you know, Leicester just signed his, his possible or his even better replacement in Slimani there. Uh, he, he scored for Algeria over the over this international break and looked actually pretty good doing it. Uh, his price tag isn't conducive to bring in, so I'm not recommending that you go and, and go buy a Grand Salami. Uh, but Moussa's gone down. He was an early uh, preseason favorite of a lot of experts out there. Another one that's gone down is Jared Del Feu. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Uh, not getting the play or the burn in, in Chelsea to warrant his price tag, so he's gone down as well. And then Mark Ornatovic in uh, Stoke has gone down as well, which is an interesting thing because now that they have a point man in Stoke, uh, Arnautovic could be a very interesting guy there because if anybody's seen when he plays for his country he 's more of a facilitator instead of that that tip of the spear guy, and he plays better in that role, so that'd be an interesting game guy to to look out for in the future and I got an interesting thing here of all the defenders that went down there was thir- I think there was eleven or twelve defenders that have gone down uh they've combined for the la- for combined for three minutes in week three so Anybody who's gone down defensively, they've gone down defensively for a reason. It's because they've only played three collective minutes amongst 11 of them. I mean, I know there's some injuries in there, like Vincent Company. You know, Nathan Ake hasn't really played. Uh, Luis Hernandez hasn't played. But most of the guys there are are going down for a reason because they're not, you know, getting clean sheets or minutes. So that, that handles price up, price downs. Uh, basically, if they're going up, they're probably being bought in at a, a spectacular rate because they're either a bargain or they're, they're fitting into someone's team very well and they should be on your team. If they're going down... It's probably because they've been suspended or just completely suck.
0: Yeah, um, I think the really interesting one there <laughs> is De La Feu. Um We were both obviously very high on him. Can't get ahead of Morales, and now we have Balassi still about to come into the team. What? Sad. What? What, what, what did people just drop him? Is, is he just unownable at this point? Yeah, he's, he's unownable. He's
1: unownable. Um, you know, for <clears throat> I think that he'll probably get in a lot of form games. Probably in some cup games, and that's where he'll build his value back up. But I don't see him fitting into the Everton team picture in the next three or four weeks before the next international break. Uh, he doesn't even have international duty because I don't think he's been selected by France, right? I don't think he has. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I think he's a form, I think he's going to be a, a cup player, and he'll build his form there. Wait for an injury to either Morelish or, you know, somebody somebody in the the forward ranks there but I don't it's sad I had I was so optimistic coming into the season that he would be you know that 6.5 midfielder that you know gave you crosses and gave you a lot of you know potential for fantasy goodness and he just completely his, you know to, to coin a phrase shit the bed
0: <laughs> yeah I totally agree with you there all right uh, now we can move quickly into start sits um, for me Harry Kane up front um, I think is a very good downgrade from Aguero. I think I like the matchups more than I like Costas. Also less likely to get yellow cards, although... <clears throat> but Kevin, Harry Kane sucked this year. I I know, guys, I know. He has awful Augusts. As we mentioned uh, last show, I think it was, Harry Kane has still never scored in the month of August, and now we're out of August. Um, <clears throat> so I think he'll get back to his scoring form. Erickson signed a new contract, so hopefully he'll be playing better, which should give him a little bit better distribution. Uh, the one interesting caveat is that Lamella will not be playing this week. Uh, he won't be joining the team until Friday, <clears throat> and as such, will not be starting Saturday. Looks like Musa Sissoko, uh, the new way overpriced signing for Tottenham, will be starting out on the right. So that could make things interesting. Uh, but I do think, for me, Kane is my improve is my uh, not improved is my um, favored downgrade from from Aguero. Uh, In midfield, is it too early for Chadley? I think West Brom will Mm. desperately need somebody to do anything uh, up front for them. I think Bournemouth are suffering a little bit uh, defensively. We mentioned early in the season, could Leicester duplicate what they did last year? Where they were clearly a better hole than they were some of the parts. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we had a similar thing with Bournemouth last year. I think Charlie Daniels and Simon Francis were both uh, very valuable fantasy assets because of what they did going forward, but the whole defensive unit was, even though they struggled a lot, they still performed well as a unit to an extent. Um, and it does not look like that magic is back this year uh, with any of them, which has quickly killed my Simon Francis hype. So if Chadley gets the start, I think he could really, really terrorize them down the left. Um, for defenses, uh, Hull, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea, I think all are pretty good looks this week. Who you got, Rob?
1: Uh, I'll start up top. You know, people are getting rid of Aguero, and uh, I think that this guy's really not getting the, the look he's going to be deserved. Why, why not just go to Kalechi and Nacho and save the money, and then just go right back to, to Aguero in two is, weeks? Is he
0: not injured? That's why I didn't. really He, look he, at him he played.
1: For, he he played and scored for Nigeria during the during oh, the dang. national break, well, there you and go. He, and it was a cracker from about twenty five yards out. Uh, price tag six point nine. He's basically in the same same neighborhood as Negredo. Uh, owned in 1.5 percent of leagues. Look at their matchups. They're not playing anybody groundbreaking. They're playing Bournemouth and Swansea in their next two games. Uh, those are both the games that Aguero is going to miss. I think it's an awesome downgrade from Aguero. You save the money, and then you automatically just go right back to Aguero with the money that that Iannaccio does. And guess what? If he scores, you make you make a dollar or point a, or ten cents. We'll call it.
0: Yeah. Um, but that United matchup, man. That first week. Oh, absolutely. That's, 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 a, that's a that's a that's a tough call. I mean, it's brave of you.
1: Yeah, it's it's absolutely it's it's reallocating funds because it's easier to go, you know, from, from a six point nine Nacho back up to an aguero. Here's a
0: question. If you do bring in Nacho, mm-hmm. do you play him this week? Or is he just your first bench guy and then next week you bring him in against easier opposition?
1: I think it's it's two folded there. If you wildcard this week, bringing in Nacho is an easy is an easier decision than if you're just doing a one for one leg swipe. Because yeah. you have you'll be able to move the you know the six the six price that you're getting from the savings and allocate that into your midfield with a second transfer or a third transfer because if you're going up six 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 million dollars on a midfielder then basically you're going from Etienne Kapo to Alexis Sanchez in one in one other move so you don't already you know you know what I'm saying you're shifting the funds yeah. from one to the other um, but you know I probably wouldn't start him at United. And you'd probably have two secondary options there, but the pro- the other problem is you're, you're gonna have you have a 11.6 million dollars or whatever you bought into Ibrahimovic. You're playing Ibrahimovic this week, correct? You you cannot sit Ibrahimovic against right. United, against City, right? So basically, you're you're already tying yourself to one striker from this from this fixture. So why not tie yourself to two?
0: Yeah,
1: a big yeah. is my big thing.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Who else you got for your starts
1: uh, through the midfield? Uh, you know, at, at France played today, and Olivier Giroud played, which means he's getting back into fitness. I think he features for Arsenal over the weekend. Uh, Arsenal, when Giroud plays, Alexis Sanchez doesn't play very well. Kevin, of me said it a, a hundred times, he's probably still going to say, "Watch, I'll ask Kevin right now." Kevin, how well does Alexis Sanchez play when Giroud plays? Not well. All right, my call through the midfield is Santi Cazorra. He takes free, he takes free kicks, takes corners, takes you know set pieces. Uh, he's in the top five in scoring for a reason and it's only going to go up his 7.5 price tag is awesome right now he's only owned in 4.2 percent of leagues go get yourself some santi on defense uh anybody from west ham this week looks looks pretty decent there's some good differential plays there but i'm going to look at arthur masuaku uh he's owned in 0.5 percent of leagues he's got a 5.0 price tag he's got three full 90s since bring being brought in through the uh, summer transfer window you know west ham is one of those teams that either hits or they don't uh, from a differential play, I like it. From a play that you're hoping and banking on a clean sheet, it's kind of a toss-up, and you're you're hoping and praying. But Masuaku is my is my is my uh, is my call only because of his ownership is at point five. Yeah, I, uh, I think
0: that's a sneaky one. Um, not not to cut you off there, but uh, we spoke with um, our friend Sean Whetstone, who uh, has some some knowledge of West Ham himself, and he was saying that internally. Uh, They are not married to Cresswell automatically getting that job back when he gets back, that Masuaku is impressed that much, which is a very interesting thing uh, that I'm really regretting saying publicly, because that was kind of going to be my sneaky info, but you know what? Uh, I figured I'd be nice. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
1: So you want to go first on sit, or should I just jump right no, into just, it? Just follow on man. So so on to the sit side. I'll start with the defense. Uh, anybody from Southampton, including my my uh, my love fest and the guy sitting his tree and wait for him to get home, Virgil Van Dyke. Uh, Arsenal's going to score. They're probably going to score multiples. So any Southampton Southampton keeper uh, should not be on your roster. Uh, through the midfield, Kevin touched on it before, uh, talking about Leicester's defense. Uh, they play better as a as a whole rather as parts. Uh, I think. They, they play Liverpool this week. Uh, Coutinho is on international duty. I don't know if he's going to make it back. Firmino wasn't selected through Brazil's squad, so he may be okay. Uh, but I'm worried about Mane being just devoured by the, the Leicester defense there. And, and I'd, I'd probably picked
0: have picked up a knock. Yeah, so I'd,
1: I'd avoid any Liverpool midfielder. Their prices right now don't equal the output besides Coutinho's first game. Uh, there's nothing there. Um, but that's just me. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little biased towards Liverpool. I, yeah, whatever. Anyway. And up front, I'm going to completely be opposite of what Kevin said and make, let somebody else make the mistake of owning Harry Kane besides you. Lose your money and invest it on a gamble rather than someone who you're hoping that that does something that has done it before. I'd rather gamble on like a Christian Benteke than, uh, than a Harry Kane this week. Only because <clears throat> if Kane does it, Good for him. Somebody else is going to own him. You're probably not going to own him, and it probably won't hurt you because the person you're who's, who uses him, you're not worried about. Mm-hmm. So those are my sits.
0: Interesting. Well, I'm going to come right back at you with that heat because I have Giroud as my forward that's sitting. So a lot of disagreement on this show. Uh, each of our starts and sits at forwards are <laughs> reversed. My issue with Giroud is at 9.0, first of all, is he starting? Because we've seen Alexis starting up front, and I agree that maybe Alexis might be slow to return. But even if Giroud does start up front, is he going to be scoring goals? Because I'm on the other side of you. I think that Southampton have been putting the pieces together thus far and have improved over their first three matches and may now uh, be in a much better place than they were in that match against United. I think they could, I think they could keep them out. And Virgil van Dijk is a, is a very good center back. He's likely going to be kind of plugged up on Giroud. So my issues with Giroud are price, playing time, if Alexis is back, is Alexis starting in front of him? If not, is Alexis starting beside him? In either case, it's not great. Although, if Alexis doesn't play at all, I suppose Giroud is a better play at that point. Uh, and I don't like the defense he's facing. So I, I'm not in on Giroud, and I am in on Kane. Um, also, this is a, just a random stat uh, regarding your Benteke thing. Crystal Palace and Burnley are the only teams to fail to score in two or three matches. So it's possible that Benteke's presence will just all of a sudden make the Palace attack click. But it didn't last week. Um, so your Benteke over Kane thing, I thoroughly denounce.
1: Okay, hey, that's what,
0: that's what makes the world go round. Difference is opinion. All right, but I'm just right. Um, <laughs> in midfield, um, what's going on with Kevin De Bruyne? Because um, it's it's not great, and it isn't great from just a stats side either. I, and um, you, can't,
1: you can't even relate what he did today for Belgium, because he doesn't play this. Same kind of role yeah. all the time with the. Bell I mean, game, he, so he does have two assists. does equi-
0: Yeah, I guess uh, is, but I've just for the price he's at. I don't know, man. He's one of the bigger disappointments. Now it, it's
1: fun. It's funny with with David Silva scoring scoring twice for for Spain over international duty. It, if if prices were exactly equal, say say in the middle of Silva and and De Bruyne, who would you rather own right now?
0: Oh man, that's interesting. Because Silva is actually playing further back right now. They're they're kind of like uh, what taught them a little bit last year where they claim it's a 4-2-3-1, but it's a really 4-3-3 because you have um, Fernandinho as the holding midfielder and then Silva is getting forward with De Bruyne. Yeah, They're the same price, probably Silva. Oh, Also, another reason for my De Bruyne hate, I realize that it's weird that I'm not impressed by his two assists, but also remember that Aguero's gone the next few weeks. It's up against United this week. Uh, I just, I just think, you know, maybe that, maybe that's a miss. I'm not saying he won't be a top ten midfielder by the end of the year, because I'm sure he will be. But I'm just not a fan, at least over this duration. Um If you have him and you had Aguero, you're probably stuck with him unless you're wild carding. Mm-hmm. But anyway, De Bruyne is not somebody I'm huge on. And in defense, people I want to sit is everybody involved in that United City match. Both of them are pretty highly owned. Don't want, don't want either defense really playing. I've seen a lot of people switching off of Luke Shaw this week, although a lot of them have been going to Valencia, which mm-hmm. uh, we talked about before recording. All of those South Americans are questionable.
1: Yeah. They're like, at L- Lamella. Yep. They're yeah. all, all going to be late getting back, and they're only going to get back on early Friday morning. So they're going to have half a day to train, and then the games are on Saturday and Sunday. So whether they get in and, and get enough time to rest is, is a different thing because Valencia is definitely going to play a full 90. He's he's one of their team's best players there. And, and uh, I didn't see – what. Lamela's probably going to play at least 60 to 70 minutes, depending on how com- competitive the game is. Oh, with
0: Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Another one that isn't a matchup this week, because I don't think Liverpool are that south defensively, but um, I'm kind of done with Mahrez. It's clear that he's no longer going to be on penalties, and that was kind of his one big advantage as a midfielder. And I, I don't know. I just feel like I've been burned, and I don't think he's worth the 9.5 when you have, you know, Otzel listing around the same price.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with Marez uh, to to one extent. If you're playing in and you're listening to us for fantasy like details on other scoring formats, Marez is awesome. But in the official game, he's kind of lacking right now.
0: Yeah, because you just took away like twenty percent of his value with him never taking penalties. Yep, and yep. he doesn't take corners or set pieces because they have fooks. <clears throat> so anyway. Now do you
1: think now do you think he's he's always going to be completely off of what do you, uh, of penalty kicks for the rest of the year?
0: I don't see... Well, for the rest of the year, maybe not. Maybe, maybe he gets his way back in, but he's certainly not going to take him for the next few... While- the only way he gets it back is if Vardy misses his next couple. That's true. So, not, not a huge fan on him. All right, so that starts it. We've mentioned wild cards a couple of times. You've employed yours. What have you done? I did wild card.
1: I'm still running the gamut of, of trying to beat myself up and catch back up into this game. Only because uh, I kind of screwed myself to beginning. I'm gonna stop saying that because by week four I should just shut up and just deal with it. <laughs> um, so basically, I did wildcard this week. Uh, I'm not waiting. I don't care about week seven. I'm worried about week week right now because I'm trying to, to get my roster to where I need it to be. So I've gone over a whole, wholesale change. I'll give it to you right now. My team as it is stands right now in goal. I have Foster and Pickford uh, together. You know they're they're combined nine point five. So it's a nine point six. I believe Foster went up. They're a perfect combination in goal for me. Uh, Pickford is is the Sunderland goalie, no doubt now, because they don't have anybody else besides some 19-year-old kid who basically can't even spell. Uh, on defense, uh, I brought in, uh, basically I've redone my whole defense. I have Masawaku, McCauley, Dan, Mason Holgate, and Johnny Evans on defense. I'm buying very big into the West Brom for their next three, or three out of four fixtures. But even then, I'm not worried about it because it's one transfer a week. And if I need to make a defensive change, I make a defensive change. Through the midfield, I've kind of invested in three big guns. I have Hazard, Payet, and Ozil. Ooh, big spender. So I can't really go wrong with them because if I don't get output from them, I'm screwed anyway. So I'd rather invest in the guys that I think are going to do it than guys who are moderately priced and may do it. You know, I gave a good peep to Santi Cazorla this week. And I probably will try to get him in my squad somehow. This somehow because I do like him this week. But I, I do have two cheaper uh, midfielders rounding out my team, rounding out my midfield, and Leroy Fer and Jason Punchin. I kind of have a feeling about Jason punchin I don't know why. I just do. I can't explain it. If I could explain it, I would. I just like him as a player. I think he brings a lot to Crystal Palace's build up. And with Benteki now, I think that he'll probably be better than he probably has been. Uh, up top. I went with Benteke, Ibrahimovic, and Lukaku. I'm totally buying in, in Lukaku. I know it's you know form over fixtures, and he's not. Uh, you know he scored two today for Belgium. They weren't the most impressive goals. One was a header back off of a shot, and the other one wasn't very pretty either. But considering that I have the extra money from Agüero that being dumped, I have the the luxury of going with three semi big guns, or I can go with two big guns with Ibra and Costa. But I have a, a, a delf of inf, you know a delft of uh, resources that I can just go with. Uh, this, this team's probably going to change it again before Saturday's kickoff, only because we'll probably hear some injury news coming back from the internationals, especially with the late kickoffs for the South American, and you know, well there's nobody really on the American side that I really would roster. Uh, but so that's my team right now. Uh, I'm, I'm sucking, uh, my, my point total is awful. And I'm not going to mention it on air because I was kind of get kind of got screwed, but uh, I know Kevin hasn't wild card. But we're going to see what he's he's thinking about and thinking about doing. So, Kev, what are you what are you thinking about doing?
0: Hello just talking away on mute that's uh super professional um yeah i'm one of those suckers that's going to move to kane so uh hopefully that works and definitely isn't biased at all um think i'm going to go from maras directly over to utzo um like i said i'm pre- i'm pretty uh down on Otzel at the moment um and then it's just a question of which pieces can i all move around to make sure that i have the 2.1 required to get back to aguero um i like i said i'm done on on francis uh I, I think I'm gonna be done on Fuchs. I was looking at that Luke Shaw move, but um not not a hundred percent on that one. Uh I've held on to Lamina Kone this whole time and now he's finally back in fit, so I don't really have an issue there. <clears throat> um here's a good question for you. If I do decide to wild card, what would you do with a player like Lamella that has started so well in the season, but you know isn't going to start the week you're using your wild card? Rob, professional just did
1: the same thing you did. <laughs> so, ready? Ask me to. You want to just go at it? Yeah. So with Lamella, I'd probably look at his price tag, which is seven dot one, I believe seven dot yeah, I would probably, I probably bring in someone exactly the same price tag as him for this week, with the with the contingency that next week I'm going to go to Lamella, change to Lamella in the in that so i don't and have swap to
0: swap back so like for me lamella would be the swap back next week then i'd wait on a free transfer then the following week do aguero and someone yeah yeah i, that's, I think that's probably what i would do i mean yeah. I'm just looking at
1: who, who's in the, that price range for for close to
0: lamella yeah that's some that's some pretty good advice there um also i think i'm going to put my money where my mouth is and swap from uh, fabregas to chadley that'll save me 0.9 yeah um, that's that's, which I that's think a good, that's a
1: great call i actually like you know it, the, the whole the whole thing i i've gotten a question uh, online about about Nasser Chadley so i i want to delve into it you yeah, you yeah. talked about it as part of your three you know the whole thing is is Tony Pulis going to take the brakes off of, is basically what's going to happen is he right. going to is he going to learn how to spell the attack word is <laughs> is what's going to happen because Chadley was brought in there to be the opposite man from Matt Phillips to be behind Rondon and actually try to maybe steer the ship in a in a forward direction instead of trying to you know you know, park it in reverse with the bus. Yeah. Um, Chellie has the skill; he's got that wide presence there. He, he's a perfect opposite. You know, basically, he's the antithesis of what Matt Phillips is on the opposite opposite wing. Mm-hmm. You know, and from a from. And a McLean has
0: played pretty well thus far as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you got to you got to respect James McLean anyway because he doesn't wear the poppy.
0: But um, man, you just made a lot of listeners <laughs> angry. But we'll move no, on. No, I'm <laughs> um,
1: what was I saying? Oh, Chadley. You know. There there's speculation there that he's gonna be he's gonna be an offensive thing. I'm just worried that what we're what we've seen and what we are expecting are kind of and you could correct me if I'm completely wrong here, is kind of what we were expecting preseason out of Jerry De La Faye. Yeah. You know, we were we were coming into the season thinking that De La Faye was gonna be what what we're expecting Chadley to be, that wide player crosses balls, you know, you know makes his presence felt on the pitch. And maybe score, you know, scores an occasional goal, or, goal or three. You know, I just hope that he can come in and be an identity for the for the baggies. I don't want him to come in and just get lost in the system, which is a complete possibility. So it's basically, you know, eighty percent he's going to do this, or it, it's negative forty percent he's going to. He's either going to be decent enough that he's fantasy roster, or he's going to be immediately not even looked at as a fantasy asset. There's going to be no in between.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree there. Um, the other option I have with Fabregas is upping all the way to Hazard. Uh, we've talked about templates in the past. that went to the wayside pretty quickly with the Aguero suspension. But how, one to ten, how must-own is Hazard?
1: Uh, he's a nine. Yeah, right He's <laughs> at nine right well. now. Because if what we're seeing through three games... Is anything reflected about what Hazard was two years ago? Not last year. Last year is a dumpster fire. Don't even remember it. But if he's the player that he is two years ago at his current price tag, which is cheaper than what he ended at the year that he finished really well, you should be investing in it now because if he's ten, if he's ten dot one, ten dot two now, whatever you're, 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 you bought him in at, I don't even actually he's ten point one, I believe. Uh, but he's only going to go up exponentially if he scores this week he's going to be he's going to go up twice because there's going to be extra money coming in because the, the people with the secondary aguero drop are going to drop and if they don't already own aguero who's i mean a hazard who's already earned in 31% of leagues they're going to go they're going to shift their funds get a cheaper striker and go to hazard uh, so you know i I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see what percentage of people own aguero and hazard it's probably a, a, a probably a big number it's probably in the 75 to 80% range um, but yeah, it, it, if you don't own Hazard right now, do yourself a favor and, and bring him in right now. Because he should be, if not your first expensive player, he'd probably be your second behind Ibrahimovic right, currently on your team.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. The other player that I was toying with the idea of was Raheem Sterling, who has looked so bright thus far. I, I know that 8.2 is a decent steal for him right now, but... I- I I just feel like he's kind of in that place um, where some forwards got last year, where Kane and Aguero were such must owns that it kind of left some guys out. That's how I'm kind of feeling about Sterling at the moment. Would you agree with that?
1: The problem with with Sterling is, you know, people have to have a short memory with Sterling. He's he's kind of in that same book with Lukaku, you know, how people have been just completely disappointed by what he's done and how speculative that he was expected to do well. Uh, Yeah, he's doing well in Pep's system. But would you would you do you feel comfortable if you're using your one transfer this week and you don't own Sterling bringing him in and playing against a United defense who's basically been stalwart all year? Oh yeah, no, he's he's only a wild card
0: option. Absolutely
1: not, absolutely not. Uh, I like I've mentioned it a couple times. I thought that if he if he bought into what Pep is telling him to do, he's gonna be he's gonna be a fantastic player this year. He's probably one of the top three or four players through the midfield in you know in Taga or DFS or any year-long draft format because he's doing enough on the wing and scoring goals and facilitating to, the, to scoring goals that he's giving you enough categories that are getting checked that Raheem Sterling is, is basically be, becoming almost a fantasy asset again. I don't want to say it. I, I used to actually use quote fingers there. Nobody can see me. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's basically being that guy. Uh, the only thing I worry about about Sterling is when they start getting into the Champions League, you know, the Round Robins and the Cup games and the amount of games that that City's going to play, I believe that they have the, expedent, the expectancy to play. If they win all their games and go all the way to the Champions League final, they could play 63 games this year, I believe is what the total was. Oh, wow. If they win all their Cup games, all their other games... Um how is he going to play? There's no way that Raheem Sterling can keep up that because, but he's not going to play every game. I understand that they have the depth there to play. You know, uh, Gabriel Jesus comes comes along in in uh, was he coming January. February, January, February when that window closes. So I believe that he's going to be inserted into the, into the lineup. You know, sooner rather than later when it, when he comes. Um, but I'm I'm optimistic. And listen, if if you want to sh- think about fantasy, is you want to strike while the iron is hot. Raheem Sterling is is iron hot right now. That's why he's being bought at the rate he's being brought in. I believe he's the most brought in mid player in the universe currently, <laughs> um, in the FBL universe. I'm saying. Um, so listen, people are buying into it because his price tag is 8.2. So basically, he's cheaper than he's cheaper than he's cheaper than, than Payet. He's cheaper than Hazard. He's cheaper than Old Soul. He's cheaper than any anybody else you can put it put out there in the midfield. He's outscoring them all. So why are they? What's the conundrum there? He's basically the same price as Philippe Coutinho, and, and everybody knows the roller coaster ride that is Philippe Coutinho. I mean, I know he's be- Coutinho's way better than Firmino, but I mean, but Sterling is, is producing. So, and he's on a team that's not, gonna, not really one of those teams that is going to stop producing. City's going to score goals. How many of those goals that Sterling actually contributes to is the question. But at 8.2, you, you can't really go wrong right now because you, peop- everybody has money. Basically, the FPL universe is all pocket rich right now because of Aguero. He's been dropped a ton. That everybody has, you know, an extra four to five million to add on to to add on to another position. So that's why I think the move to Sterling is is. I bet you, I can almost guarantee the most popular move this week is going from a cheap midfielder like Etienne Kapu going to Raheem Sterling. It's probably yeah. one of the biggest, the better moves.
0: Although, as we've mentioned with other City players, this week isn't really the best week to do it up against <laughs> Manchester United. But uh, if if Valencia is out. That could help Sterling on the left. Ah. Uh, another city player that we didn't mention, uh, with a shout for playing up front, is Nolito, who yeah. was kind of brought in to back up Agüero. Which, anyway, I, I'm not saying you should own Nolito. I'm just saying it may cut into the Iannaccio hype, which I yeah. forgot to mention earlier.
1: I think that I think if, if they're going to start out, I think that they would probably start out with Ianacho and then bring in Nolito. I don't think they bring in Nali- I don't think they'd start with Nolito and then bring in Ianacho. I think that the. I, that's the way I would do it. I mean, yeah. if I was a manager, I'd I'd rather start with, with Iannaccio and burn out the defenders with his speed and pace and then come in with the class with Nolito, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Um, anyway, so that's uh, mostly what I was doing. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to switch from Fuchs to Dan. Your Holgate shout is interesting. I'm just weirded out that we don't have, like, official confirmation of when Coleman's going to be back.
1: Um, yeah. It is kind of weird that they're they're kind of sandbagging the news. Right? I don't. I, I
0: haven't really heard anything, you know. At, you know,
1: even involving him. Yeah. I mean, I, and, I the, to- and this guy
0: was one of the best fantasy right backs just two years ago. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Would you love know. would love to know what's going on there. Yeah. So that anyway, that's the only reason why I'm not really considering Holgate is just. Yeah. I Col- mean, I, it, from how they're not announcing it, it could literally be like a Coleman's back this weekend, and yeah, all of a absolutely. sudden Col- Holgate's it, unownable.
1: So. Could be completely, you know. But you know, I think I think you kind of have to. Own an Everton defender going for the next, at least for the next four fixtures with, with the way, with who they're playing. I mean, just look at their next four fixtures. They're at Sunderland, home to Middlesbrough, at Bournemouth, home to Palace.
0: Yeah. So I you're mean, assuming even if you get two or three out of him, that's more than worth it?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you don't own Holgate and you don't want to invest the 4.6 in him, I mean, you can either go, you can either take the big jump and go to Baines, and then Baines is basically your. Highest price defender, or you can go with the middle route and go with Ashley Williams, who hasn't really gotten the, enough consistent minutes for me to to say that Ashley Williams is a, is a knock on. He's going to play. You know they still have Phil there. They have Phil, still have Funes Mori there. Funes Mori is, is probably going to be a little is uh, going to be slacking coming back, so he may not even play. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I mean Holgate is the is the cheapest entry point into a great four fixture run for Everton
0: yeah uh one quick question i know we both love scott dan and he scores loads of headers uh all season long but if you had to s- decide between dan and blint or Bayet, are you still sticking with dan knowing that the united guys might make up the difference in clean sheets
1: yeah it's it's tough
0: um You're, by the way mandanda boosts dan's value from last oh absolutely year. absolutely yeah.
1: mandanda, mandanda is definitely a a, a a coup to dan's value uh the, the difference between those those three are yeah they're all five dot five five dot six depending on if they've gone uh, they, if they go up whatever, um, Uniteds are probably they'll probably out clean you know Crystal Palace like probably. significantly
0: like four or five yeah
1: yeah I was gonna I was gonna say eighteen to fourteen yeah. somewhere somewhere around That's there for the right. season yeah Palace only got eight last year which yeah is they, they were staggering. Bad. but so figure if, if they get eighteen and Palace get twelve. Okay, so that's 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 six that's six clean sheets, that's four points a clean sheet, that's twenty four points. But Scott Dana is gonna score more goals and have the assists. So is it more flashy to have clean sheets or to score goals? I'm gonna side with the score goals because with the BPS system the way it is, if you score a goal as a defender, you're basically gonna be get three points.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you automatically get that bonus system. Also, uh, how many times have you ever thought about the ICT index this season? Um, I haven't even done it, and I yeah, don't. exactly, because you started, I don't even, it was the dumbest thing.
1: I don't even plan to go to my ear, nose, and throat specialist or the ECT index or the podiatrist <laughs> or whatever kind of jargon they're throwing in direction. Uh, I'd like to actually see somebody break that down in some kind of uh, cumulative or formulative equation that makes sense, like, 2 pi r over the square root of... You oh, they, know. they
0: came out with a whole article explaining it, and you know what it didn't do? Actually explain it. Actually makes sense. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so anyway, that was really frustrating. <clears throat> One last question for me, wildcard-wise. Is De Gea still ownable at 5.5, considering how highly performing some of the cheaper options are? Because um, you're basically paying 0.5 at least for just peace of mind. Well,
1: I mean, there's people in the universe that are, are are believing that he's still worth it, whether that's whether that's people that are just just using the biggest name, keeper, and giving the best price. Will De Gea probably be a top three goalkeeper scoring-wise by the end of the year?
0: Easy, yeah. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But it's just how much are you losing in yeah. price? Because like, you, you're making up that difference with the other players.
1: Absolutely. Are you willing to, to spend 1.5 more on check than you know, Jordan Pickford or $1 million more than Ben Foster, who I believe Ben Foster's actually outscored him the date. He's at six yeah, on 18 yeah. points.
0: Yeah, so, uh, for for me, I didn't just get De Gea because I thought it was the easiest thing. I just thought there were a lot of moving parts elsewhere. Like, I was interested in Mandanda but he wasn't mm-hmm. starting yet. And so I brought in De Gea day one, and mm-hmm. I have two clean sheets to show for it, which is yeah. two and three is about as good as you're going to get in the Premier League. And he'll probably keep that rate up. The question is, if you can get one out of three from somebody else... And you can make up that difference, then you probably should. You yeah. Know? I just thought that was that was worth noting, because I don't think many people would be advising dropping De Gea, because the, the thing we're not talking about here is the performance. The yeah. thing we're talking about is the performance of guys yeah. at lower price points.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The The thing with De Gea is, if you own a United defender, you'd probably lean more to owning De Gea. Oh, and double up? Double up. Whereas, if you're owning Foster, or Pickford, or Fabianski, or Heaton... You're not really going to invest in a Swansea or a Burnley or a Hull defender with Yakupovic, right. so you're basically not doing the double up thing. But you're probably investing your defensive funds in you know better players defensively than the the Bayes, the the Shaw's, the Valencias, the ba- Daily Blends. You probably have three top form defenders. Like you have McCauley, you have Dan. You, you may have somebody who's really overpriced that's not performing like Toby out of Toby out of arrow, you know somebody yeah. somebody like that that is high priced uh, Danny Rose because people are playing the odds. You know Danny Rose has the has the best you know goal or assist thing per minute. He's, he gets a goal or assist every 221 minutes, I believe. Mm. You know so and the next closest guy is Cesar Azp- and He's at 450. So people are playing the odds that Danny Rose is at 6.0 is going to perform as good or as well as gareth mccauley is now over the long run so yeah. basically it's you know do i go to the store and buy two bananas or do i go to an orchard and buy the whole farm because if, if you go to the store enough times you're basically going to own the whole farm so that's, that's, <laughs> this, 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 <laughs> that's a
0: <laughs> weird analogy i don't think the math checks out but i i see where you're going with that all right so uh now we've talked about our squads on to captains where are you going this week uh, it's it's
1: gonna be Hazard for me. Uh, I just think he's on form. Uh, I I believe he's gonna be on he's gonna be on penalty kicks, unless the PK gets taken by you know somebody who the foul was on. Uh, but he's way too in form right now to to even mess around. Uh, you're not gonna mess around with Ibrahimovic against City because there is a chance that he just gets completely he gets one under and one over and completely taken out of the game. Uh, I you know the thing with me is with the United City game is. I think someone who's going to score is going to be someone you don't really expect it to be. It's probably going to be, you know, it could be a a, a late appearance by Jesse Lingard to tie it up at one-one. You know, Um, I don't think I don't think any big guns in this game for United score. Um, The only big gun that possibly could score is Anthony Martial, only because I think that with with Ibrahimovic getting enough attention in the middle, Martial could squeeze in. But um, yeah, so Hazard is Hazard is my captain's pick. He's playing. He's at Swansea. Uh, just look what he's doing on the year. If he doesn't score in this game, it, he'll probably do enough with it, either an assist or you know, to, to confuse the game or confuse it from a Swansea standpoint that he's contributing enough to, to make him look like he's the best player on the game.
0: Yeah, I, I would uh, tend to agree with you there. I don't know who my captain's going to be because I don't know who's going to be on my team, which is a tough thing. Totally agree on your hazard call if I do bring him in. I'd probably lean that way, as I said. I'm not sure how well Arsenal will fare against an improving Southampton. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like that shout. Obviously, you don't want to captain your your uh, City or United guys, not because they won't do it, just because you don't. The, the odds of them showing up in a big way are much lower than in any other week.
1: Triple um, captain, Ianacho, for the win.
0: Done and done. All right. Uh, that should do it for us. Uh, but uh, happy other fantasy football week as yeah, the NFL absolutely. is back this week. I have one parting question for you.
1: Ooh, I like questions.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I got Doug Martin. He's an yeah. autoplay. Obviously, yeah. I kept him for 12 bucks. Super good business on my yeah, part. Good deal. good deal. Thanks. Thanks. Um, the issue is I have LeGarrette Blount, aka Blunt Smoke, um, mm. which I thought would be an interesting pickup because Dion Lewis... Is suspended forever or not suspended? Injured forever. Injured, yeah. Right. I have Derrick Henry, who will be the starter by week five, but is not yet. That's that's my that's my bold call for the year. No, Um, easy, easy. I would say it's even before then. Right. And amir Abdullah. Mm Hmm. Which running back do you play as your RB two?
1: Uh, PPR full PPR.
0: Neither, just standard. Unfortunately, standard
1: return yards, no nothing.
0: No return yards, but uh, exponential yardage. So if it's a uh, thirty yarder, you get an extra point. If it's a forty yarder, you get uh, two extra points. Fifty yarder, you get three extra points.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. See. It's gonna be Ab- Amir Abdullah. for You think? Me.
0: Yeah, because you think uh, Blunt's pretty much just a touchdown gamble, and Henry's not there yet.
1: I think Blunt's uh, uh, wind down the game, take eight, take who's, six. Who's gonna s-
0: be their starter then? Because literally nobody's blunt. saying Blunt's the starter, but it's, I don't.
1: It's Blunt. He's Blunt's the starter, and James White's the change of pace guy. Hmm. Um, but Blunt's more of like, uh, get four carries in a drive, get you 18 yards. He'll do that six times, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And whereas Abdul is more of a home run hitter. He's going to, he's going to catch passes out of the backfield because, uh, he does, ca- he does, he does, he is a third down back sometimes, whereas Theo Riddick comes in most of the time. But yeah. if they, he has the speed and the, the versatility to do it. I'm going. I'm going with Abdullah. And you can break
0: one, especially in this scoring format where extra yards on a run gives you extra yeah. points. If, if it was, t-
1: if this league was, is it touchdown? Is it six for t- all six yeah. for touchdowns? Four for quarterbacks. But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I if if you're giving me with the propensity who's going to score, I'd probably say that Blunt scores before Abdullah.
0: But so that may sway me a little bit. Right. I, I think their matchup isn't that great though either i don't Uh, i don't uh, recall who blunt's playing but i just remember being like "Mm, that's not great oh the cardinals yeah no it's not good at all yeah so Abdullah against the colts oh gosh yes yeah colts
1: Mm -hmm. are the worst one of the worst
0: (laughs) (laughs) fair enough all right well now we've gotten that nonsense out of the way there you go we uh we gave you some nonsense at the beginning and at the very end (laughs) sorry we weren't funnier in the middle but we had a lot to get through and we did get through it uh rob tell the folks where they can reach you
1: uh, you can find me on Razzball.com, that's R-A-Z-Z-B-A-L-L.com, or on Twitter, Smokey underscore Lugie. that's L-O-O-G-Y.
0: Yeah, and I'm at Kevroff on Twitter. Uh, you can check out at EPL Roundtable on Twitter. We had a whole bunch of uh, club updates, which if you're a fantasy player would be very good for you. It's where we got that tidbit from Sean that um, Cresswell might not be an automatically penciled back in because Masuaku apparently has caught their eye. Um, so go check those out. Also, we have a championship show. Doesn't really help you for FPL, but, uh, support us. Why not? A <laughs> Premier League show. Um, so go check those out. I also write, uh, weekly for the Eaglesbeak.com. We also do some stuff with, uh, Go check those guys out if you do draft stuff. Also, we have a very interesting... Uh, possible new route for for Rob and I. We'd we'd obviously keep doing the podcast, but we might be uh, branching out into a new endeavor. We will certainly keep you posted and uh, let you know what happens with that. So, tune in next week. More fantasy advice. Rob, Kevin, catch you next time. Peace!